have some movies you'd like us to review? Tell us! Send us an email at driveinmovieshr at gmail.com. Or slide into our DMs on Instagram and Twitter at drivemoviespod or on Facebook at Hogan and Rudy. Let us know what to watch next. And now, on with the show. Stop the presses, this just in. It's another episode <laughs> of Drive-In Movies with Hogan and Rudy. This week, we have a newspaper drama journalistic matchup between two important stories in in the world of news yeah this week we have the post going up against spotlight so rudy uh let's start with spotlight spotlight is from what year 2017 no oh 2015 Directed by Tom McCarthy, starring Mark Ruffalo, Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams, Liev Schreiber, and John Slattery. This won the Oscar for Best Picture that year. Uh, That is going up against The Post from what year? 2017. That's correct. That's the one. The Post, directed by Mr. Steven Spielberg, starring Meryl Streep. Tom Hanks, Sarah Paulson, Bob Odenkirk, and uh, a couple of other people in there, uh, including, but not limited to, Fat Damon, (laughs) as we like to call him, Uh, Mr. Jesse Plemons, who looks like a slightly larger version of Matt Damon, and he's he's just in every movie, it seems like. Yes, I think so. Uh, except, Except Spotlight, he didn't make an appearance in that one, but he was in the post. Uh, That one was also nominated for two Oscars, uh, but it did not win either one. It was just nominated. So, Rudy, why don't you let the uh, listeners know what these two movies are about? Yeah. So, we have Spotlight, um, and that is regarding the scandal in 2001 that broke that the Boston Globe found out about this worldwide cover-up from the Catholic Church all the way up to the Pope about uh, molesting children within the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, so they uncover that, and it's kind of the, the story on them gathering info and then breaking it out into the newspaper. Uh, then you have The Post, uh, which is about the U.S. involvement in Vietnam, even before the Vietnam War. So they got some top-secret documents, and the Washington Post, I guess is why it's called The Post, uncovers these documents and then releases it out. Who Who knew that two journalistic movies could be so entertaining and tense yeah for sure they're pretty they're pretty tense movies with pretty heavy subject matter and both of them involve a bigger story that's been covered up it's dating back or it's it's larger than anyone anticipated and they're kind of breaking away at just how big these stories are sure so let's get into it for these two movies. I I don't know about you, but I enjoyed both of them. So it's it's going to be interesting breaking them down into the different categories. I think I know relatively where my points will fall, but but we'll see how it we'll see how it plays out. So let's start with writing. What did you think of the writing in these two movies? Yeah, I'll start with Spotlight. Oh, the writing 
excellent. It's such a fast-paced movie, but it goes. It kept my attention the whole time from right from the beginning. I was like, I I need to know what happens with this, and I think a lot of the characters have something to do with it, and I'm sure we'll get into that more. The story also has something to do with that. You know, there's this huge worldwide cover up of the Catholic Church, and it's like, wow, gosh, like a, it's eye opening for sure. Mm-hmm. But I thought the writing was done very well. I don't know mm-hmm. what you thought. Yeah, I think kind of like how you said, I, I think it flows nicely. It keeps you wanting to know how it turns out, even though, I mean, at this point in time, you kind of know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the story's already broken, so you know a little bit more of what they're going to end up with. But just to see it play out and see it kind of piece by piece, them uncovering different portions or 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 different numbers that are coming out about you know how many priests are actually committing these crimes and what the catholic church is doing to kind of cover that up and the different patterns and everything like that i will say that for both of these movies i had seen them both before once so this is my second viewing of both of these and i enjoy spotlight i like the writing and i like the characters This time around, the second time around, I noticed it moving a little bit slower um, when I watched it. Uh, Maybe that was because I already knew the different, you know, beats to it. And I knew how they uncovered and and what went next and and what happened. So it it wasn't as eye-opening the second time watching it. It's still good. But I I did notice watching it this time around... it seemed a little bit slower than I remembered watching it the first time. I mean, there's nothing really to fault the story with that. Um, Cause I think the, the story itself was pretty sound. On the other hand, the post, I thought it dragged a lot. The writing was good, but I got bored a lot and I did fall asleep through it. Cause I tried watching it last night and then I fell mm-hmm. asleep. So I had to watch it today. I don't know. Don't watch it at night, I guess. <laughs> Unless you really want to watch a journalistic drama, but I don't know. Is journalistic a word? Is that a thing? I don't know. I think I used it earlier. (laughs) Sure. We'll We'll make it a word. (laughs) Merriam-Webster will send you an email. Yeah. I think this should be added if it's not. Interesting. Yeah. Because I think I'm the opposite of you. Really? Wow. Like I said, second time viewing for both of these, from me watching the post the first time and like... When we picked these movies, I I thought before we even watched them, I was like, Spotlight's probably going to win because I remember watching the post and thinking that was all right. Rewatching it, I really liked it. Like <laughs> I enjoyed the story more than I think I did the first time, and maybe that is because it's a little bit more heavy-handed and it's it's a little bit more detailed than Spotlight. I feel like Spotlight does a really good job with a very easy to understand story that's happening. It's priests are molesting children. How many priests are doing it? And is, they stick is, with it. The and whole they time. stick with it. And they stick with it. Mm-hmm. And they play it out. And you're never confused anywhere in the story. Whereas the post, I could see portions being lost, or if it drags, you're kind of missing information. But like tuning in. It's a pretty interesting layered story because you have sections with Meryl Streep's character who plays 
Catherine. Oh, what's her last name? I forget. Uh, I know her first name's Catherine. Uh, <laughs> but she is the head of the Washington Post. Uh, it's been in her family. Uh, it was led by her father, who then gave the company to her husband, who I think committed suicide. Yep. Uh, and now she's in charge. And you have this subset story of the Washington Post going public and her having all of this information prepared. And you have that like little subsection board meeting where they're going public at the stock exchange. Or right before that, they're they're talking with the board of directors about like the impacts of pricing and stuff like that. And you see her at this board meeting and they're like, oh well, you know, how how much how much will we be losing? She'll be like, oh, 300, 300 million dollars. But no one listens to her, and they're like, uh, "Someone, someone, run the numbers." Like, oh, it's three hundred million. <laughs> they're like, "How many reporters is that?" And she's like, "Twenty-five. Um, let's see, um, how many reporters is that?" And the guy like next to her is like, uh, "It'll it'd be twenty-five reporters." <laughs> and so it's like, it's interesting to see her in this scenario, which this would have been what late sixties. It was Nixon yeah, I era. think it said nineteen seventy-one. Is seventy-one? What it said. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have this kind of time period where you didn't really have a lot of female company runners or CEOs or, yeah. or, or head of businesses. So I thought that was an interesting tie into the story because then you also have this news break where if they run the story, they're going up against the government and she could potentially lose everything. So you have you have these layers that they're setting up with her character and kind of the story of how she got where she is and what she's dealing with. And then you also have the news break story about um, them doing a report on Vietnam while it was happening um, to see, you know, what our chances were that we were actually going to win the Vietnam War. And it was like they knew, I think they said they knew from um, Kennedy to Johnson, I think even in uh, Eisenhower, they said, I think they mentioned Ike or something, Yeah, um, how all these presidents kind of knew Vietnam War was practically unwinnable from at least their numbers and 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 running their chances of you know how likely is it that we're actually going to come out of this thing with a victory, and all of them kind of knew that the chances were slim, but they didn't want to be the president to say you know yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, we're not going to win this you know sure so it was almost like they were trying to save face and just passing it on to the next president and then. That president didn't want to be the president to say, oh, actually, we're not going to win. So it was just kind of this rolling ball. So you have that that new story that's kind of also a little bit more urgent, I think, in its nature than Spotlight. I mean, Spotlight, that new story is incredibly important and a terrible thing that was happening in, in our modern society. Yeah. But with the Vietnam War and like, people dying and all the money that was being spent over there and finding out that, you know, this was covered up through so many different presidencies, them kind of unlocking that story seemed a little bit more like, Oh shoot. Like this is, this is some intense stuff that they're, (laughs) that they're figuring out. So I liked, I liked the story. I liked how it was layered. I liked the grand scale of things. And I noticed myself being a little bit, more tuned into the post this time around than I was tuned into Spotlight. Spotlight seemed like it went a little bit slower because it was such a 
more simplistic story, whereas the post, as layers kept unfolding, I got more interested because maybe I already knew the general premise the first time around. So the second watch, I was a little bit more attentive to the individual details, and maybe that's why I enjoyed it more. But I don't know. I just uh, I found myself more engaged with the post this time around than with Spotlight. Interesting. Because it's my first time watching both. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is the simple storyline of Spotlight that's easier to follow. Yeah. It seems like it moves quicker. But I did buy the post because it was on sale. So maybe yes. give, give it I'm yeah three years, four years. <laughs> and then give it another watch. And then give it another watch. <laughs> yeah, sure. see, see what happens that time. But I don't know. Like I said, going into it, before rewatching them, I remembered liking Spotlight a lot and thinking that it was going to be an easy win. And then rewatching them, I was like, actually, I was a little bit more interested in the post this time around. Yeah. So I'll give my point to the post in writing. And I will give mine to Spotlight for writing. Hey. Hey. Let's move to the characters. What did you think of the characters in these two movies? Yeah. So I'll start with Spotlight again. I love the characters in Spotlight. Uh, so you have the Hulk and <laughs> and Birdman. Yep. You have two superheroes going at it. Um, I'm surprised no, you... you went with Birdman instead of Batman. Uh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Mark Ruffalo and Michael Keaton. So this is kind of like that Spotlight crew. Um, and the mm-hmm. Spotlight is this super investigative part of the Boston Globe. Mm-hmm. And they do intense secretive research. And they come out with these papers um, and release them. So there's this new guy, new editor coming from Miami. And I like his character a lot. I think it's Liev Schreiber is the actor's name. Mm -hmm. I think he does an awesome job. He's kind of like this quiet, doesn't have a wife or children or family or anything like that. And just works all the time. But he has Spotlight take this case and stop whatever they're doing and kind of investigate the Catholic Church and at first, people are like, man, you're going to sue the Catholic Church for s- these certain documents? And he's like, you know what? Mm, like, We have to get it out there. So that's what I think is funny about that like first board meeting where he like <laughs> meets everyone. And he's like, uh, anyone read this article about the priests? Because there had, also, there had already been like mention on it in yeah. a smaller scale. I think it was like column writing. And they're like, oh, that's just a column piece, you know? There's no, there's no like importance in that. And he's like, eh, this is a pretty important topic, so I think we should focus on that. <laughs> right. So he's the one who kind of gets the ball rolling in, in that story. For sure. Yeah, Rachel McAdams is awesome. I can't remember the last guy in spot, the spotlight team. He has the mustache. I didn't write uh, him down. Yeah, I know who you're talking but about. Him. I don't remember yeah. his name either. That spotlight crew is, uh, it's pretty fun to watch. As for the post, you see a lot of Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep, which is fine. Mm-hmm. They're good actors. I just thought it was a little boring. I don't know. They weren't as fun as, as Spotlight. Yeah. I agree. I think um, with the post, like I mentioned before, it was kind of interesting to see Meryl Streep's character and what she was going up against. Tom Hanks, I think, did a good job in the role. Yeah. But like you said, with him and his team, I felt more like I was watching a movie with 
them for sure. And with the spotlight crew, I felt like I was like part of the team, like yeah. figuring it out with <laughs> them, you know. Investigating. Um, <laughs> so I think Spotlight does a little bit of a better job with its entirety of a cast, um, where they do juggle between so many different characters, and yet they feel cohesive and they feel natural, and they feel like, you know, they feel like almost like you're kind of watching a documentary about for sure them uncovering this this topic with the way that they portray their characters and the way that their group works in that movie. Whereas the post, I mean, it's, it's, it's a bunch of actors portraying what happened in, in the post. And while I thought the story was more intriguing, I thought some of the characters and some of the acting, even with Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks, as good of actors as they are, I think some of the acting was a little hammy. Like I thought, <laughs> they kind of went a little over the top in some in some scenes, but their side group you don't really get to know all that well. Although I do love Bob Odenkirk, who plays one of the reporters who gets the documents, because he's also Saul from Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, <laughs> and that guy I think needs to be in every movie because he is so good in everything he's in. But with Spotlight, I mean, you can't go wrong with Michael Keaton. He's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The only thing with Spotlight is I really like Lee Schreiber's character, and I think they focus on him a lot in the beginning, and then you just, like, never see him again. He just pops up every like, once in a while. halfway through the movie, yeah, they have, like, a meeting, and he's like, so where are we at with this? And that's all his character became. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, like they, they gave him his own scenes in the beginning to kind of show you what type of person he is. He's really focused on, you know, getting work done. Yeah. And he's the one who wants to uncover the story. And then after that, it's like he sh shows up every now and then like, where are we at? Okay, good. And then leaves again. And you're like, oh, okay. I thought he was going to be, <laughs> I thought he was going to be a more like relevant character throughout the whole story. And that's the only complaint where I wish I would have had a little bit more of his character because I liked him a lot. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think I think the characters and the cast of Spotlight overall do a better job at presenting those characters than uh, the post. Yeah, I agree. All right. So moving on to music, which I honestly don't remember the music in either one of these. But... Oh, it's going to be, yeah. It's going to be hard <laughs> to talk about because it's... You know what? Yeah. I'm... And this is just going out on a limb here because I, I don't really remember the music from watching either of these. And that could be because I was just so focused on the story that I didn't really notice music happening. Right. But I will, I'll, I'll give my point to the post because I did pick out the music a little bit more in there because of that tense nature of it where they're up against the timed um, deadline. Uh, a deadline to get the the paper out. Sure. And you have Meryl Streep's character making the decision to publish, even though there are a bunch of people telling her that she shouldn't. And kind of those interactions, you could tell the music is a little bit like tense and like very fast paced. And I noticed it kind of added to the sensitive nature of what they were reporting on and how 
in Tom Hanks's house trying to get all the documents together because they had like a day to to get right. the paper out or whatever. <laughs> and you see them all walking in different rooms and like sorting through paper and kind of being hectic. I noticed the music there too a little was a little bit on pace with that where I can't remember exactly like what it sounded like, but I just remember it was adding to that kind of like atmosphere of this this needs to be rushed and this needs to be communicated as as soon as we possibly can yeah and the music was louder at that point too yeah so they like picked it up the speed the mm-hmm. the volume of the music to incorporate in the those tense scenes but don't but, but don't say uh hogan gave the post a uh, point in soundtrack so i'm gonna go out and buy the soundtrack please, <laughs> yeah, go buy please, it <laughs> please don't do that because i honestly don't remember what it sounds like i just remember it adding to what the <laughs> movie was doing but I don't think it was very good music per se. No, but I'm going to give my point to Spotlight for mm. music. Um, I didn't notice the music at all in the post, which is funny that you said it went along with the uh, the scenes. Because um, after the movie was over, I was like, "Wait, I was supposed to be listening for music." <laughs> I don't, I don't really know. What it, I didn't hear anything. Um, but in Spotlight, I definitely heard it. it. I noticed when they would start a new scene. It would be like a soft piano, mm-hmm. like slow. Yeah. Um, and then during the intense scenes, that's when it would pick up and there would be this orchestrated quick music and louder, similar to the... Both of these movies were very similar. Oh, yeah. Because there would be those frantic, like like that SpongeBob where he's running around, like throwing papers and it's on fire. Like that's what some of these scenes felt like when they're trying mm-hmm. to rush and get these stories written. So, yeah, I, I, I don't remember what it sounded like either. I just know it was piano and then quick orchestra. All right. So you are 3-0 and for Spotlight right three now. 3-0 and for Spotlight. Uh, I am 2-1 and with the post leading. And I just looked up because I was like, this is a Steven Spielberg film. So I wonder if John Williams did the music. And he did. <laughs> Not his best work. No, you wouldn't even, wouldn't even know. Wouldn't even know. But I'll still give him a point. Uh, technical aspects. Where are we at on the technical aspects? Yeah. Spotlight. I'll start with that again. I think I just like Spotlight. The camera shots in Spotlight I noticed a lot. So the Spotlight room in the Boston Globe offices, they have this smaller room, and then you have Michael Keaton's office in the back, and then there's kind of a, like a bullpen area with cubicles, or not cubicles, but desks that they all sit at. But I noticed one of the shots is it's almost like you're in the back of the room facing everyone's desk. And then you have Michael Keaton in the back and like all of them are working at one time. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. There was another shot where you have the editor, Lee Schreiber, who is sitting in a a restaurant and you kind of see the Boston Globe reflected off the window. I think it's the Boston Globe or some or maybe it's the church. Something's reflected off the window and you're on the outside looking at him. Mm hmm. And you see his face, but you also see the shadow. And it's like a lot of different shots like that, which definitely made that movie pretty fun to watch. The spotlight has a lot of what I like to call Avengers shots. <laughs> Avengers shots. <laughs> where like they're all in the same shot and yeah. you know, you get them all together kind of huddled up where you're like, oh, look at this crew. They're going to take down these priests. <laughs> <laughs> um, there weren't any particular camera shots that I noticed in either one of these films necessarily that 
wowed me. Like there wasn't like a particular moment where I was like, "Ooh, that is, that's a tasty shot right there." That's a, that's a tasty shot. <laughs> There's one moment that in spotlight that I kind of roll my eyes at, and it's when they're walking outside of the Boston Globe, and Michael Keaton's like, "That's where we work." <laughs> And I'm like, wow, <laughs> what a silly shot to me. I, I don't know. That that part just seems silly where it was like they shot that outside of the Boston Globe. And they're like, hey, that's, that's we work right there. there. <laughs> like, okay. All right. Do you do um, that outside outside your work? You uh, walk outside and you're like, that's where I work. That's where I work. Make sure I'm, get, I'm being filmed at that, at that yeah. point in time, right? But I think I think the editing is good in Spotlight. I think it moves the story along at a at a reasonable pace. Like I said, you're never really confused at what's going on. I think it pieces together its story in a nice manner. I will say though, and it seems to be a trend in this episode, I was more impressed by the post in its overall technical aspects. And you have Steven Spielberg at the helm, so I mean, you have a seasoned director who has countless other films under his belt. And I think while this one's not one of his more memorable films or one of his better films, I think you can still see aspects of it where you're like, he still knows what he's doing. I like the hecticness of the house shot where it's going from room to room to room. Sure. And you have the different editors. You have some guys writing. You have other people on the phone. It's all within the house, and the way that the camera is moving throughout it, it feels crammed. Like, it feels <laughs> like you're in there, in the corner, just like, I don't know where to stand. I'm just going to yeah. get out of everyone's way. <laughs> I like the inclusion of the little girl selling lemonade, and you you just subtly see her walk past with, like, tons of money by the end of the day because people just keep buying their lemonade. I like the shots of the actual newspaper press and them putting together the story and kind of that whole different montage in there. The one shot in there that kind of made me roll my eyes because both of them have had these <laughs> moments was when Meryl Streep's character was walking down the steps of the courthouse and she's walking past just all the ladies who are just looking at her so like uh oh, you're you're our hero i get what they were trying to go for with that shot but it's so like tongue in cheek where you're like oh my gosh <laughs> like this is so cheesy so that that shot felt a little forced in its nature like it didn't feel like a natural shot because it it felt like it was placed that way, you know? Like, it didn't feel like they were capturing it on camera. It felt like, all right, you guys stand here, you're going to walk here, and we're going to shoot it, you know? That, yeah. And and whenever a movie has those moments, you're like, all right, this just takes me out of the story. <laughs> like, I go to a movie to enjoy it. I don't, at least me, my own personal opinion, I don't want to exactly know that I'm watching a movie. Sure. You know, there's there's yeah. crazy movies that are just unbelievable, but you still feel like you're in that type of world. You don't feel like you're on a couch watching a movie. And when movies have those like particular cheesy shots, 
it like takes you out of that world and you're like, you're oh like, yeah, oh. I'm watching, I'm watching people act and I'm watching someone say, hey, you stand here because it'll, it'll look nice, you know, it'll, <laughs> it'll go for what we're going with. But I digress. Uh, that's, that's my <laughs> whole rant on that subject. I liked the shots, the editing, the overall presentation of the post more so than I did spotlight and i think that could be why having the knowledge of both of the stories from watching them already the second time around maybe spotlight felt a little bit slower because there wasn't any shots or editing or or anything that i was like oh i like i like the way that they're going with this you know it's yeah. a nice package it works but it's not necessarily exciting it's not a necessarily exciting film the second time around sure whereas the post since it has those those kind of quick cuts a lot of swivels where you're kind of rotating around characters it just adds to the high tension the the fast pacedness of the film and it just makes it go by a little bit more quickly i guess and that's why that's why more things i think jumped out to me in that one than in spotlight that's funny because I think that same thing about Spotlight. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, we should so, do a we should do a theory on this uh, first time watch for you. versus yeah. second. Hmm. Yeah, if if anyone's seen these movies already and watch them again, which movie did you like more? And if you're watching it for the first time, which movie did you like more? Yeah. Huh. And then in four years, I'll ask <laughs> yeah. you again. <laughs> yeah. Watch these movies again and tell me what you think. Yeah, come back in four years. Uh, so I think uh, both of us have already uh, talked about what, <laughs> yeah. what movie we enjoyed more, but <laughs> let's just go through the category. For, for just giggles. So, just so we have it on record. Uh, which which movie did you enjoy more, Rudy? Well, no surprise. I enjoyed Spotlight much more. I think it certainly deserved its best picture. I don't mm-hmm. know who it, Do you know who it went against in... That year, mm, no, I don't remember what else it was up against, but I remember having seen the other movies, thinking that Spotlight was the uh, the best choice. Sure, it is an excellent movie to watch, but the thing is, I don't know if I would watch it again. It's so it's pretty deep, and it's not a very fun watch, Mm-mm. but it's entertaining. If you haven't seen it before, definitely go go see it it's on netflix right now so that's where i saw it but i am excited to watch the post again just because i talked about it now or (laughs) well now that i own it i'm like oh "Oh." yeah yeah but um yeah now that you mentioned that you the certain things you found the second time around Mm -hmm. so i'm excited to go watch that i'll wait a a little bit of time before i watch it again but i have it in my library to to pull back out yeah both of these movies, I mean, we picked it because they were similar in nature and they're both good movies to review in this episode, but both of these movies, I don't know if I'd ever really have an urge to watch either one again. Some movies are really, really good, but they're dark, depressing, you know, deep, and the idea of watching them again, spending another two hours watching them again... Maybe if you forgot a lot of the movie and you're like, I want to watch this again because I really remember enjoying it, that would be the only time 
I would revisit either one of these films. I wouldn't be like, you know what's a great movie to watch and we should watch right now? One of these two. <laughs> let's because... put on Spotlight. Yeah, like... <laughs> and let's, watch it about Let's watch Spotlight for Church. fun. Yeah. No, Ugh. you're not going to watch Spotlight for fun. You're not going to watch The Post for fun either, you know? Especially with with it being Spielberg. He's got so many others you can choose from. Don't don't watch The Post. <laughs> Please, come on. If you've never seen it, watch it. It's of of Spielberg's recent films, it's one of the, his better ones that he's recently made. I obviously watching it a second time around enjoyed The Post more, but just in that kind of second viewing matchup, I think is 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 how that turned out because like i was saying before before watching either of these again i thought spotlight was gonna easily take a lot of these categories just because i remember enjoying that one and i don't remember really being all that excited about the post the first time i watched it sure so yeah there you have it yeah so uh yeah go watch spotlight with rudy yeah and um (laughs) Don't watch either one with me because I really don't want to watch either one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, you're on your own for the post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Go like our Facebook page. Yeah. And tell us what you think of these movies. Yeah. Comment, please. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>